the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast, and I am licking my wounds, Lundy. I'm down over 10 units in a horrendous, horrific, puke-inducing week 15. Already had bad vibes anyway because of all the COVID outbreak nonsense and the ripple effects and impacts that it had. On practically, uh, it seemed like every single roster in the league. Uh, I mean, we're living in the upside down. Uh, Arizona goes in Detroit and gets blitzed 30-12. to 12. Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers post a donut against a secondary of the New Orleans Saints. Everybody has been picking apart this season. It was just a strange and bizarre week 15. And as a result, uh, my bet sucked. So let's go in and get back in the saddle. We got a pair of... We got a Monday night doubleheader, folks, uh, here in the NFL and plenty of opportunities to right the wrongs of Sunday. So out of the two games, uh, again, let me give you the lines updated here. Uh, I'm seeing this on DraftKings Sportsbook at tape time. We had some reverse line action. When I woke up this morning, Cleveland was still favored by three. Well, Nick Mullins is officially going to be the starter for the Brownies. And the line is now at Las Vegas minus one with a total of 40 and a half. Meanwhile, the Bears are uh, catching six and a half at home against the Vikings with a total of 45 and a half. Uh, in terms of the teams, whether it's side, total, and I'm going to give you a team total that I like out of those two matchups, what is your favorite wager? Uh, my favorite is to take Chicago plus the six and yep. a half. I'm also I'm also going to put a half a unit on the Bears on the money line. Plus two forty, um, love it. I'm I'm going with both of those. A uh, couple of reasons why. Uh, one, just kind of a gut feel, which uh, as you pointed out after Sunday's action, uh, my gut is uh, it's trash. Uh, it's <laughs> it's basically uh, after a very profitable college football Saturday. Uh, I gave a lot of it back yesterday yeah. with the upside down, as you pointed out, but. Um, um, it, the the Vikings are actually two and six against the spread in the last eight games against the Bears. Uh, the, Minnesota has not been able to cover against them. I'm not necessarily talking about straight up. I'm just talking about with the spread. The, the Vikings have not been able to cover, and this one is at Soldier. So I'm going to roll with the Bears to at least cover the six and a half. But like I said, I'm going to drop a half a unit on the money line. It would not surprise me at all for uh, for Minnesota to lay a steaming pile right in the middle of the field and Chicago to win. Yeah, look, it is bizarre that the spread is this wide. Uh, it's a division game on the road. In the conditions, obviously, not a controlled environment uh, that you know Minnesota typically plays in. And you look at uh, the matchup, I mean, look, the Bears should have a fields day, uh, catch my drift, uh, in terms of what they can do offensively. Because Minnesota is devoid of any kind of depth in the secondary. Bashad Breeland, they cut this past weekend. Uh, so they're going to run uh, Cam Dantzler out there to go along with Patrick P- Peterson, who is an empty vessel of the player that he once was. Uh, they do get after it in terms of the pass rush, but you can run all day on him. And, and we're going to get to some of those props here in a second. So, you know, this is a winding path to take you to my favorite wager, which I got at 18 and a half. It's now at 19 and a half. And that is the team total points for the Bears scored in this game. And 19 and a half at DraftKings is minus 115. The 18 and a half was minus 120. 
Uh, but I think the Bears are scoring 20-plus, uh, which they have done here in four of their last six games. And as I mentioned, Minnesota giving up 4.45 yards per carry, their running back position, and 271.5 pass yards per game and 25 total touchdowns to single callers. So I think Fields and company will be able to put a crooked number or three on the board. And the Bears, I'm with you, plus 240. I'm getting seduced by the juice. I think they could take this sucker straight up. But I'm loving it, man. I want the silver linings here of Omicron is the fact that we're getting – a Monday night doubleheader, which the NFL really honestly should have every single week anyway. With that, let's get to it here on this Manic Monday edition with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lundy, props, props, some more player props. Uh, again, I have dug a hold of China uh, down over 10 units. I was riding a heater the last three weeks, and then has officially been extinguished. So hopefully I'm going to catch a blaze once again. My first pick that I'm loving tonight Give me an anytime touchdown for mandatory Montgomery. Yeah, my guy, Dave Montgomery, a plus 125 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, he's only got one touchdown in his last six games. Uh, but here's a guy that uh, has 24 red zone attempts and nine contests this season. So when the Bears are sniffing the goal line, chances are that mandatory is going to get the ball into the gut. Uh, and you look at Minnesota, as I mentioned before, let me rattle off the numbers again. 4.45 yards per carry, 100.3 rush yards per game, 13 total touchdowns allowed to the running back position. So I think Montgomery... Will cross the chalk for six and a little early bonus time. I also like the over on his 58 and a half rush yards prop available at FanDuel. And it's just minus 110 on the juice there as nine RBs have hit the 60 yard mark on the ground against those uh, fightless Vikes this season. So Lundy. Fade or follow, bear down with mandatory Montgomery. Anytime touchdown, plus 125. And give me your thoughts, too, on my overwager, 58 and a half rush yards. Uh, I'm a big fan of the over. Obviously, anytime touchdowns, we know, folks, uh, you're rolling the dice a little bit. It's part of the reason why you can get them at plus money. And look, uh, the guy that had done nothing but score touchdowns all year long, uh, James Conner, gave us a nice fat goose egg uh, yesterday, <laughs> as the rest of the Arizona Cardinals did. Al- so, Alva Camara. I mean, what did he do? I mean, it's seriously, he was contagious. Yeah, it, there's just some weirdness going on. And that's the reason why you can get these at plus odds. But, um, again, I, this goes back to what I was talking about before. I just really like the Bears' uh, opportunities yep. in this game. And if it's going to happen, I think that Monty will play a role. Uh, the beauty with the anytime touchdown, especially for a running back, is obviously it doesn't matter if he catches it out of the backfield or he runs it. Either one is going to count for you. So at plus 125, I like. I really like the rushing yards prop. I think he's going to finish closer to 70 by the time this game is done. Make a Samula! Mandatory Montgomery! Number four. All right, marching on. Let's talk about a Minnesota Viking who has been in fuego the entire season, just melting the scoreboard and box scores as well in the process. Uh, and that is a JJ who has been dynamite, Justin Jefferson of this Minnesota Vikings team. Uh, the receiving yards prop, now, uh, truth be told, I locked it in when it opened at FanDuel at 98 point five yards uh receiving and it was a uh, standard juice minus 113 either direction on FanDuel uh when the line showed up last night it is now shaved off three is it 95.5 at FanDuel if you shop around the other books are even lower than that and 93 and a half I would still be under Lundy on the 95.5 receiving yards mark why well look you can't throw on the Bears make no mistake about it uh, Chicago giving up 7.84 pass yards per attempt uh Jefferson uh, as I said he has been on fire 
over this number five times this season. He's number one in completed air yards, some of the premier field stretchers in the NFL. Uh, but Chicago's only allowed four 100-yard receivers this season. That was Debo, that was Adams, that was Cup, and that was Godwin. Uh, Jefferson working primarily outside is going to see a lot of Jalen Johnson in coverage. He is the best Bears DB, giving up a 57.4 catch rate to his assignments. It's not going to be a disastrous game uh, for Justin Jefferson. You know, nothing like what we saw last night uh, across uh, the Tampa game, uh, in which everybody got hurt. And, you know, God forbid anything happens to Jefferson. But, you know, expecting him to play a full four quarters, I think it's going to be something like six, seven receptions, right around 80, 85 yards. Probably going to find the end zone. But, dude, I don't think he's going to flirt with 100. So, Lundy, fade or follow Justin Jefferson under again, I got it 98 and a half right now, 95 and a half receiving yards minus 110 at FanDuel. Well, the, the three yard buffer is obviously nice to have. I don't think he hits 100, so that's why I think your 98 and a half is good. I think he's going to flirt with 90, um, which tells me that that 95 is going to be a little bit more of the bet sweats down the stretch. But I've got my fingers crossed that he stays underneath this one, so I'll follow you. But obviously, I liked it a lot better at the 98 and a half, but 95 and a half, I would still do. Yeah, I, I just don't see him tipping the scales at an even 100. Number three. All right, let's go to the other matchup here. This one being played in Cleveland. Again, Nick Mullins is going to draw the start as Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum both still in COVID protocols. Uh, we did get some positive news out of Cleveland yesterday that indispensable interior lineman Wyatt Teller will be active and on the field as he uh, tested back-to-back negatives or actually it was a single negative with the new protocols, uh, and he will be in uniform. But uh, it looks like a pair of offensive linemen, at least at tape time, will not be up front protecting Mullins, who does have plenty of experience. Uh, he started double-figure games last season for the San Francisco 49ers. So, uh, you know, I'm going to focus my attention though, primarily on the Las Vegas Raiders because uh, at tape time there was nothing for Cleveland available in the props market. So, Josh Jacobs, give me the over on 58.5 rush yards at minus 115. This one pulled from DraftKings Sportsbook. Look, I think Vegas uh, should be in command in this game or at least have a lead for a sizable chunk. So, that would be advantage Jacobs on the ground. Uh, a player that has gone over this number just twice this season. The advanced analytics, not exactly sterling. Uh, 2.51 yak per attempt. Uh, but you got a pair of defensive linemen starters also down for this Cleveland Browns team. And even at f- a full strength, Lundy, these last four weeks, listen to what Cleveland has allowed. 4.86 yards per carry. 110.8 rush yards per game surrendered to the running back position. In fact, since week seven, only Devonta Freeman has been under 58 and a half rush yards as a starter. And the primary reason why he only had 13 carries in that game. So if Jacobs and his over under on rush attempts is 16 and a half. So if he's anywhere close to that, if he gets 15 attempts or more, I think he is in the sixties overall, given the struggles of this Browns front and given the fact that they're undermanned, as well. So fade or follow Josh Jacobs over 58.5 rush yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. I think this is going to be a really close number, Brad, because i give you an example. I'm going to follow, I'm going to take the over on the yardage, but I think he goes under on the rush attempts. I think 16 mm. and a half is too strong. I think he finishes at probably 14. Um, so what I'm going to cross my fingers on, especially on this yardage prop at 58 and a half, is that he can bust out at least two 
um, runs that get him to double figures. Something where he gets to that second level, does a little shimmy, manages to get down the field, gets himself 11, 12, 13 yards uh, on two different carries like that. Because I think there's going to be a couple of times he gets stuffed. Uh, but that 16 and a half on the rush attempts, not a fan of that one. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. Uh, but I do like the 58 and a half. Uh, I think he can get up over that one. But I think this is actually going to be a lot tighter than we think. Yeah, if you want to get that 16 and a half under, go grab it now before the line uh, shaves off probably a carry or two or the juice gets way high on that under. It's minus 110 currently at FanDuel. Stay tuned for my top picks on the Monday Night Football Doubleheader Plus. Boot is time across the NHL. The NBA and college basketball. Number two. All right, let's get back after it. Uh, let's go to the nightcap at Soldier Field and give me the over on Darnell Mooney, 50.5 receiving yards. Uh, pull this one from FanDuel at minus 114. Now, Mooney's going to split time between the slot and outside. In the slot, Situations. He's going to go up against Mackenzie Alexander, who has given up a 68.3 catch rate, 108.5 passer rating, and Mooney lines up in the slot uh, close to 28% of the time. Meanwhile, when he shifts outside, probably going to draw a lot of Patrick Peterson, who is a clearly aging veteran, and the advanced analytics backed that up. 62.8 catch rate allowed, 112.4 passer rating allowed. I mentioned Minnesota wielding a rubber axe right now defensively. They have given up 23 51-yard-plus wide receiver performances on this season. And Mooney, uh, a guy that is a master of the air yards, number 19 in completed air yards on the year among eligible wide receivers. So Mooney for all the money, my man. Fade or follow on the over 50.5 receiving yards, minus 114 at FanDuel. If he can go for about 175 yards, I've got a chance. <clears throat> excuse me, in my uh, fantasy playoffs. Other than that, I got I got no shot. I I'm I'm gonna lose. It's I, so maybe maybe he actually just goes absolutely uh, bonkers and helps me out. No, no, <laughs> it's possible. Okay. Hey, listen, man, if no. he can replicate what he did against Baltimore or Detroit. I mean, he had five for 121 and a touchdown back in week 11, five for 123 in week 12. That's what you need. That's what you need. Yeah. You need like a multi-TD game. It's not off the table, but I would put your chances at like 7%. Yeah, exactly, which is why me as the two seed is about to lose to the seven seed in our playoffs. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm taking the over on this one. Eight dudes have done this in the last four games uh, against Minnesota uh, in terms of at, at or above this 50-and-a-half number, and most of the time it's actually getting crushed. Uh, Devontae Adams did it. Uh, MVS did it. Uh, it. Brandon Ayuk did it. I mean, I can just keep going, but eight guys in the last four games uh, to the Vikings. So the Vikings very very vulnerable to giving up the yardage through the air. Darnell Mooney, uh, regardless of where he lines up, I think he's going to be a target. And I know that it's Justin Fields as opposed to, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo or or uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers with some of the names that I just threw out there. But this number is too low of a threshold. I think Mooney gets to 60 plus. I don't think he gets me my, you know, 700 yards and nine touchdowns that I probably need him to get. Uh, you know, that could be me, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe a little wishful thinking. But I think he's at least going to get up in to the 60s and fingers crossed he also gets a touchdown to at least make it interesting oh lordy it's gonna be close 
It just got to be close. Like Lloyd Christmas said famously in Dumb and Dumber, you're saying there's a chance. Amen, there's a chance, man. Have some faith. Number one. All right, let's stick with the theme here. We love the Bears tonight. And, it's again, it's largely because uh, the Minnesota Vikings just do not defend a lick. And that's why I love the over on Justin Fields, 34.5 rush yards. Now, this is starting to climb, Lundy, at tape time. Uh, when I rolled out of bed this morning, I checked this line after it showed up yesterday to my amazement when it populated across the sports books. And universally, it was at 34 and a half. Uh, it is now up to 36 and a half at BetMGM. The high water mark at FanDuel is 40 and a half. So you got in early. You got an extraordinary value. I still feel that 36 and a half is an extraordinary value. And I would play this thing up to like 44 and a half. Fields is going to run wild in this game. Uh, he has been over the 34.5 yards mark and five of his last six. Hell, on the 37.5, which is available at DraftKings and Caesars right now, he's also been over that in five of his last six games. And the only reason why he missed it against the Ravens is because he got hurt in that contest. And Aldi, uh, Andy Dalton came in to spell him. Uh, but you look at the season uh, track record here. Darnold and Lamar Jackson, the only players over this number against the Vikings this season. But the only other quote-unquote running quarterback that they have faced this year was the Docks in the Desert and Kyler Murray. And he went for 31, and he wasn't running a whole lot even early in the season. Fields is average 8.2 attempts per game over that six-game stretch. And as I mentioned before, Minnesota 4.45 yards per carry allowed to the running back position. Again, effectively, that's what he is when he has a ball in his hands and he calls his own number. And more importantly, Lundy, they are number four in highest pass rush rate in the league. So, you know, they come off the edge, uh, they flush him to run up the middle, and he takes off, and that's a chunk gain. So, Fade or follow, again, I'm this is a multi-unit wager for me, putting two units down on it. Justin Fields, over. I got it at 34 and a half, and I still like the over, whether 36 and a half or 37 and a half. What say you? Uh, I'm okay with bumping this up with the way the lines move to the 36 or 37. I think he finishes at about 42 by the time it's done. I think they're going to try to th- – look, it's part of the reason why I like the Darnell Mooney. I think they're going to try to throw the ball against this Vikings team because mm-hmm. I think you can. Um, so, yes, I think he's going to call his own number. I think that pass rush is going to force him out of the pocket and force him to scramble. I think they'll do some designed runs uh, for him as well where they just call it straight out of the gate, straight out of the huddle. So I think he gets up to the low 40s. I, I think my cutoff for being able to go over on this, frankly, is 40 and a half. Um, I, if it gets up that high, I think I probably would stay away. I'd find a different player prop that I like instead uh, of this one. Uh, that said, it, would it surprise me if finished with 50? No, wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm just trying to be smart about how much I'm willing to let this line move before I back off and find something else. Yeah, I mean, you can always alt-line it in a same-game parlay. Uh, if you yep. want to reduce that and maybe pair it with something else, maybe it's like Mooney Yards or Dave Montgomery, whatever tickles your fancy. But, man, I still think anything south of 40-and-a-half is a soft offline for fields who could be gangbusters tonight under the primetime lights. All right, Lund, before we get out of here, let's work in some bonus time. Monday night football doubleheaders, uh, college basketball, NBA, NHL. Pick your poison, my man. 
Well, in the NHL, Brad, we actually have more games postponed than we have uh, to play. Uh, uh, wonderful. But uh, as that has been uh, the MO here for the NHL over the course of the last uh, about four days or so, multiple teams are currently on pause until after the Christmas break. Uh, but there is a game tonight that I like. I will take uh, between Minnesota and Dallas. The Wild will battle the Stars in Big D. Uh, the over-under on total goals in that one is five and a half. I'm going to take the over. Minnesota third in scoring uh, in the league, and Dallas has given up at least three goals in three straight games, despite the fact that the Stars try to lean on their defense. At least recently, they have that has not been the case. Uh, so with the way Minnesota scores, I think five and a half, too soft of a line, take the over. And Brad, as you and I were talking about prior to the podcast, uh, I am now famously an 0 for 7 in my bowl game picks. <laughs> uh, however, that said, Give me Old Dominion plus the nine uh, in the I don't even know what bowl game it is that's being played. I've lost uh, the I've uh, lost I think it's named titles. after a condiment. Uh, probably so, uh, which is better than having it named after a condom, although I don't think we're that far away. <laughs> Trojan Magnum Bowl. Exactly. I think that's coming uh, yeah. eventually. Uh, here's part of the reason why. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm following. I'm, I'm going with. Look, I can't just keep going over on the bowl games. Right. I've eventually got to get one. Right. Uh, but I will take this uh, Old Dominion ended the year uh, with five straight wins, and that's five straight up and five against the spread. Uh, so that's one of the other, one of the reasons. And then in their final eight games, Tulsa had 18 turnovers. Basically, it, any of the games that Tulsa won, with the exception of Temple, and Temple sucks. Okay, yeah. Temple is awful. With the exception of Temple, all of Tol- all of the wins that Tulsa did get were by single digits. So if you're going to give me Old Dominion plus the nine, I'm going to take it in what has been a very topsy-turvy uh, bowl game uh, season so far. But I'll tell you what, if you keep betting the over-unders, like screw the spreads. If you bet the over-unders, like no one is playing defense in the bowl games, folks. Uh, as Brad knows, I did a three-legger over the weekend of the overs on three of the bowl games and cashed it with a boost yes. at a plus 890 payday. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it, I'm just saying that – Defense is really optional with all of these bowl games here so far. So uh, I am uh, I'm on Old Dominion plus the nine. I'm on Minnesota and Dallas over five and a half goals. There's and again, that Old Dominion uh, Tulsa game is a matinee. So uh, you're listening to the podcast yes. early. It's a 2.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff. So get in on that game action uh, before it expires. All right, let's go to the NBA. I got one player prop for you. Give me Reggie Jackson. Uh, of the L.A. Clippers, over 7.5 assists plus rebounds, minus 130 at DraftKings. He has been over this in six of nine December games, averaging 3.2 boards per game, 5.8 dimes per game here this month. He's going up against the San Antonio Spurs, who he faced back on November 16th, had six boards and four assists in that one in 38 minutes played, and the Spurs, the 10th most assists per game allowed this season, and 15th most rebounds per game allowed. So I think Jackson gets eight or more. Again, assist plus rebounds, minus 130 at DraftKings. And let's go to college basketball. The top team in the country is in action. Uh, give me the Baylor Bears over 85.5 points on the team total at minus 120 at DraftKings. Uh, they're going up against Alcorn. Alcorn, number 305 in the nation, effective field goal percentage defense. And against similarly ranked 300-plus Ken Palm ranked teams, 
Baylor has been over this in two of three. Carnet Word, they won by 27. Central Arkansas by 45. And Arkansas Pine Bluff by 45. And they scored 99, 92, and 87 points in those matchups. So if you want to avoid the spread, which I think is at like 33, 34 and a half, the team total over 85.5 points. Uh, I think they're going to get to the 90-point mark tonight. And then back to the NFL real quick. Two more wagers for you. Give me Josh Jacobs over three and a half catches, plus 136 at FanDuel. Lundy has been over this in five of his last six games. He's ran at least 22 routes in three straight in Cleveland, giving up 4.5 receptions per game. That is a tremendous value. And he mentioned Fields are likely to have success vertically. Give me the over on 17 and a half completions in this game, in which he has been over in three or four. And they, again, the only reason why he wasn't over in four or four is because he got hurt uh, and exited early in that Baltimore game. Minnesota surrendering a 62.9 completion rate to opposing signal callers and 10 quarterbacks in 13 games have completed at least 18 passes against them. And there you have it. That is a wrap. On this loaded edition of the Feed the Noise podcast, please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Cuevas. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this broadcast. And this just in, we'll have a show tomorrow because we got a pair of NFL games on a Tuesday. So you're going to get five shows this week. And as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.